When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Pink Floyd's frontman Roger Waters performs live at Capital One Arena tomorrow night in Washington, D.C. We spoke in 2015 when he played the Music Heals Benefit at DAR Constitution Hall, breaking down hits like Wish You Were Here, Comfortably Numb, and Another Brick in the Wall. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Now, uh, before we get into the event itself, um, first tell me, how did you meet the members of this Marine Corps band? Wasn't Weren't you going around Walter Reed for a while? Ah, it's a long story. Uh, five years ago, um, Bob and Lee Woodruff, who they run a series or have done for a number of years, run concerts in New York called Stand Up for Heroes, where they, which they put on every November. They put on a show which was uh, stand-up comedians uh, at the beginning of it. And Bruce, they and they got um, they got the bus along to do a bit at the end where he sings a couple of acoustic songs and they then they auction his guitar and and that's the gig and they they did really really well and raised a lot of money. Anyway, one year they said to me, would I go along and meet uh, some of the veterans at a cocktail party at um, the Natural History Museum? Mm-hmm. And so uh, of course I said. Yes, of course I will. I'd be delighted to. What do you want me to do? They said, just wander around and say hello to people. <laughs> I said, I, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I have a pair of sneakers and everything. Um, <laughs> so I did, and uh, I went there, and it was slightly stiff, but it was obviously a good thing. And I thought, right, I'm just going to dive in. And uh, there was this Marine in dress blues in a wheelchair. And I thought, well, I'm going to start there. So I went over and said hello, and he said hello. And uh, I I now know him quite well. Um, His name was Juan Dominguez. And um, it was obvious that he hadn't got any legs, and he only had one arm. And after we'd been talking for a minute or two, I could see in his eyes, he suddenly dawned on him who I was. (laughs) And he obviously knew me, and he knew my work, and and he went, you're... Yeah, and I went yeah, and he went wow. He said I play the guitar. Uh-huh. He said, and I looked at him and I thought this is a stretch. You know, how do you play the guitar? With, you know, with only one arm. And he went ah, uh, well I used to play the guitar. Obviously I don't play the guitar anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking oh this is going to be really difficult. And then he bright he brightened up. He is such an independent indefatigable character uh, is Dom. And he went, now I play the drums. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it started. Do you remember how he lost his limbs? Yeah, he stood on an IED, like like most of them. Yeah, but do you know what country and all that, what war? 
Iraq. Oh, okay. It's Iraq, yeah. They're, they're, most of the men I work with are either Iraq or Afghanistan. Gotcha. The ones I work with in this program, anyway. Gotcha. I, I have a lot. I have vets coming often. You know, whenever I do a show anywhere, I invite 20 either vets or vets and their carers or wives or whatever or spouses uh, to come to the show and we, we speak to them. So I've had vets from every war in living memory coming to the war shows. But these guys are yeah, mainly Iraq and Afghanistan. Gotcha. So in addition to him, um, then you also started uh, meeting other musicians that were vets? Well, they then, they then Bob and Lee Woodruff, um, who run that foundation, mm -hmm. Bob was a journalist who, got, who, who was in an IED incident and got quite a lot of his head blown away. And and survived and recovered and after so he 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 you know has an enormous affinity for these men having been through some of the same trauma. The next year they said to me, "All right, will you come and play? And will you come and do the gig?" And I said, um, "Let me think about that." I, there was something sort of that worried me about the idea of going and taking my band and sort of showing off, mm -hmm. if you like. I, I was uncomfortable about it. And then I had an idea. So I called them back and I said, hey, I've got an idea. And I said, all right, what is it? I said, what if I go to Walter Reed and meet up with these guys? And I had heard on the grapevine that there was a program there with a guy doing rehabilitation um, work with them using the learning of musical instruments as therapy. I said, what if I go down there and we put together a band of these guys? Uh, and we'll do a set. <laughs> you, you are <laughs> such crazy. an awesome idea. And, and no, they didn't. They went, <laughs> "You're crazy." And I went, "Well, listen, put it to the board." So they had a board meeting, and they went, "Are you sure?" And I went, "Yeah, I'm sure." <laughs> All right, let's do it. So then I had their blessing, and so then I started going to visit, and I met Arthur Bloom, who runs the program at Walter Reed. And I started meeting these guys, and I've been working with them ever since. Wow, that's it's such a great idea. And so, and they'll be up there on stage with you uh, at Music Heals, right? At DR Constitution Hall. Exactly. Uh, not, yeah. um, how many of them will be up there? You know, talk about the show. Like, how many of them will be actually on stage? I'm, I'm running their names through my brain now because a couple of them, a couple of them have left Walter Reed now, so they're mm -hmm. no longer in the army. Eric, who was one of the very first guys that I met and Josh, who were two of my guitar players. They they are now, I don't, don't know if they well, Josh is a civilian. I think Eric may be as well. And then there was another one who's now, who's, who's still in the army, but he's moved to Arizona. Another Eric, Major Eric Johnson. He's, he's, so I think we have, there are seven guys currently there because we get, sadly, we get new guys who come in. So there's, there's a couple of new guys this year. I think there'll be seven or eight of them. Awesome. On stage, uh, in Constitution Hall, plus some other service people who provide backing vocals. Um, one of whom I know very well now, who's called J.W. Cortez, who did the last gig that I did with him in New York. Uh, he's, he's, he's actually now, he is also no longer in the service. He was a Marine. He's now a cop in New York City. But they all have one, um, goal. Uh, which is to help each other and to help this program. And I think the program is a wonderful, wonderful program.
And so we're trying to raise money that in order that the program, which is called Music Corps, can spread through um, other uh, veteran communities across the United States and hopefully eventually across the world because we are all brothers after all. Yeah, I mean, is it, it's got to be, is that some of the most rewarding work? you? I mean, you've done it all in your career, but is this one of the you know more rewarding things you've ever done? It's, 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 yeah, it's the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. That's awesome. And and uh, in terms of the event, in addition to Musicore, you also have uh, some celebrity rockers up there with you too, right? Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins, yep. Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine. How did you uh, how did you set that up? Were they big fans of yours, or vice versa, or how'd that work out? Um, both. It goes both ways. But what what, what happened was um, when we started trying to do this, uh, my the sort of people who were helping me produce this event. Uh, Andrew Zweck, who's been my agent and tour manager for umpteen years, Uncle Ron Delsner at Live Nation, uh, Craig Schneigerman from Live Nation, the, the Live Nation family, they're all trying to help me do this. They say, you know what, would be great if you could get a couple of names on the marquee to help, you know, sell tickets and encourage people to support this and blah, blah, blah. So I wrote a bunch of letters um, to a lot of people. <laughs> and... Um, you know, the, th- the thing is with people in rock and roll or the music industry or whatever, they're pretty busy and they get booked up a long time in advance and many of them weren't available, but these guys were yeah. and they uh, jumped on it and said, we'd love to do it. So I spent a day with Tom and out here in the Hamptons where I'm living uh, a couple of weeks ago, no, last week, and, uh, and we played through some stuff. Uh, I'd met him once before, you know, just for a sort of at a dinner, but I didn't really know him. Now I now I know him a lot better now, having spent a day with him playing music. What a lovely fella! Um, so he's going to be doing a couple of songs with them, but he, but with them, not on his own or with his own musicians. Everybody who joins in with this thing becomes part of the musical band. So we are we are a sort. Although some of us are professional musicians, we are we become part of their band, um, and and so we work with them. So Tom Tom will be you know he's figured out what he wants to do, and um, uh, one of the guys play actually plays great guitar, Greg, and uh, so Tom and he will be kind of trading guitar licks at, at a certain point when we get loud. So that's great. I talked to Billy today on the phone. He's coming in a few days before to rehearse. I know we know exactly what he's going to be singing and what he's going to be playing and doing. So we've we've almost got the whole kind of set figured out now. Does the set does it include um you know a mix of some Pink Floyd stuff, some Rage, some Smashing Pumpkins, some choices from the Music Core band? You know how how do you go about picking the set list? You know, no, it doesn't include any Smashing Pumpkins or Rage. Stuff. What? What? We and we've discussed all this in great depth. It, there's a lot of my music, mm-hmm. but then there's also a lot of stuff that we all recognise and understand. Well, partly it's stuff that I've done before with the band. So, for instance, when we played at MSG a couple of years ago, we did Imagine. Oh yeah. And before we did it, I went to the men and women and said. Are you guys cool with doing this song? Because it's 
you know, well, it's John Lennon, and it's very, um, it's very pointed in it, in its political and philosophical right. uh, attitudes, and they all just went absolutely. Um, which is not to, you know, say that their political or affiliations might have anything to do with that, but right. they they recognise that it's a beautiful song that is actually about love. It's a love song, in fact, imagine, as we know. And so they, they couldn't have been happier than to do it. When we did it in 2013, we did it. Um, I sang it. When we do it on Friday week, Tom Morello will sing it. Nice. I can't wait. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so, that, so that's sort of what... So there's a lot of, there's a lot of my stuff, but, but then... You know, we we fall back on standards. So, for instance, J.W. sings, and he's done it before with us, and he does a fantastic job. He sings, the change is going to come. So there oh, we are. Yeah. Immediately, we're into Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke, yeah. We're going to do a bit of Bill Withers, Lean on Me. These are things that just appeal to me, but they're classics. Sort of uplifting also. songs throughout the years. Uplifting songs about the potential that we have to help one another, A, and B, to heal one another, and C, possibly in the long run, to change the way the world is organized so that, you know, we don't have to be dealing with these problems. So, so and Dylan, we play some Dylan stuff, but there's a John Prine song in there. There's, you know, so, so that's sort of where we are. Um, Sheryl Crow is on the marquee. Um, as I'm sure you noticed as well, it turned out that it was it's actually impossible for her to be there. So we spent last Sunday evening with her in in a studio in DC, and we we filmed a performance of with her singing um, with three of the vets and with me and three BVs and a piano player. Um, actually, I don't mind telling you, she's singing "Blowing in the Wind." Oh wow! Exactly. Dylan, so, yeah. So, and I haven't seen the cut yet, um, um, but I have no doubt but that it will be stunning. And she's really um, desolate that she can't be there. It's it's personal stuff. It's family stuff, and, and I can totally understand and and whatever. But she took the time to come and make this recording with us. So part of Part of the evening will be, uh, we've got a decent LED screen in the Constitutional, so we will we will see that performance live once only, because we're not filming this show, and it's not going out on television or anything, so this will be for the people who are there. But I adore Cheryl, and she does, she's fantastic, I promise you. Yeah, I think it's nice that you guys are kind of, you know, trying to put your, your, you know, your celebrity status and your fame to some really good use here. Um, I mean, that's the name of the game. That is the name of the game. Um, before we go, do you mind ending with, with a little bit of sort of uh, rapid-fire questions here? Of course. I, I, you know, I'll answer anything. Unless you ask me something I don't want to answer, and then I'll tell you to F off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping we get one of those, you know, just to make it juicy. No, that's cool. I don't um, think I've ever spoken on the radio without using the F word, but I'm, I'm trying hard, so we'll see. Well, that's the beauty of us pre-taping this, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, 
cool. Yeah. If you drop an F bomb, we can cut it out. Uh, all right. Awesome. Well, um, yeah. So we'll, we'll rapid fire, and they're all kind of uh, you know about various songs of yours and stuff. So I want to just right. get your take. All right. Cool. Um, so for uh, my personal favorite, wish you were here. Um, do you, uh, after all these years, have you decided? Do you prefer a green field or a cold steel rail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a green field guy personally. Yeah. Are you getting better at telling the difference between a smile and a veil on that? Uh, you know, uh, I think I am. Yeah, that's a very good question. That's a serious question. It's very deep. Yeah, I absolutely am. This is one of the few good things about getting old. I do believe that the possibility exists that we get wiser as we get older. I hope so. And we get better at spotting those things. Awesome. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, well, speaking of, you mentioned older, but let's now go back to uh, when you were really young, when you were a child, comfortably numb. Did you really ever have a fever with hands like two balloons? Like, was that an actual incident? Yes. That's that's just description of having a very high fever, probably 106 or something, you know, when my my tiny brain was kind of boiling. And yes, I did have those um, illusions. I also, I'll tell you this, this is an anecdote that very few people know. At some point in the mid-70s, probably during the making of the record Wish You Were Here, I was in the canteen at Abbey Road one day, talking to the band about something or other and blah, 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 blah. And I suddenly, everything looked as if I was looking at it the wrong way through a pair of binoculars. Really? Yeah, I'm really. And I, and I thought to myself, this is what having a nervous breakdown must feel like. Now I get what it must have been like to be sitting, hearing voices or whatever. Right. or that reality suddenly turns into something plastic that you have no control of and is not right. And you know it's not right, but there's nothing you can do about it. So I got up and I, I made my way up the stairs. I sat down at the piano in, in Studio 3 at Abbey Road and I started playing the piano with my eyes shut and I played for a bit and I played a bit. And I opened my eyes occasionally and within about five minutes, everything came back into normal focus so that so you brought up comfortably numb there is no pain you are receding is actually a reference to that moment which is the closest i personally have ever come to thinking i'm mad i've gone mad wow and you never and you still not know what caused that or no i just wow that's uh well hey may it, it gave us a great song out of it so uh i'm, I'm glad it happened 
Um, I was in the middle of one of my many divorces at the time, I think, so I was under an amount of emotional pressure. I got you. Man, and just putting that song on, well, I, we can all sort of go in exactly into that that feeling. We can almost imagine exactly the emotion you just described right there. Wow. Okay. So like reverse pair of binoculars, you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, if you take a pair of binoculars, turn them around, look through the wrong end. Everything is very, very Wow. Scary way. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that one. Uh, all right. Yeah. On to the next one. Uh, so uh, in money, you said in the song, it's the root of all evil. Do you do you think it still is today? Um, it's not money. It's money is a device. It's the love of money. Ah. I would, and, and I would say I would expand that to the love of power. The love of money and power are the twin roots of all evil. I gotcha. And uh, that kind of relates to um, your line in Have a Cigar. Has riding the gravy train become the name of the game for too many people? Uh, maybe. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not here to criticize people. It, what, <laughs> whatever. People, you know, we all make choices um, in life. And some of us make choices that have more to do with the bottom line than others of us, I would say. Exactly. Which brings me to "Hey you" when you say "Together we stand, divided we fall." Is that how? How does that message still apply today? You've almost made me go lump in the throat because my friend, who I've never met, Shuck Armour, has been told four days ago he was told that in thirty days' time he will be released from Guantanamo. Oh, wow. I know this man because in a letter to his lawyer, who's a wonderful. Um, advocate for those incarcerated without trial called Clive Stafford Smith, who is attached to a, um, an organization in London called Reprieve. Anyway, Shaka sent him a letter, and in it he mentioned the fact he, that one of the things that keeps him sane, he's been incarcerated in Guantanamo for 13 years, mm -hmm. um, not without, you know, as far as we know, and we know pretty well by now because there's look, the evidence is in. He's entirely innocent of any crime. So I'm not going to go down that road, but what I will say is that he said the lyrics to Hey You, which he never hears because he's not allowed recording mm -hmm. music, but he's got the lyrics in his head and he keeps them there and he repeats them to himself, um, are one of the mechanisms that he uses to keep himself sane in that predicament. Wow. Thank goodness that he is now being released, we hope. I mean, I don't trust those assholes, so I'll believe it when I see it. But the day that Shaka is released will be huge for me and for all the other supporters who have supported him through the, the last 13 years. Wow, that's amazing. When you said that, it gave me chills, reminded me of, um, what was, I don't know if you ever seen, you know, the Shawshank Redemption. He says that line about that, you know, even when you're locked up in jail, you know, they, they can't ever take away the music that's in your head, and that's how you kind of get, th get through it. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I hadn't made that connection, but I loved that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that's, that's really powerful. Um, is, uh, I guess uh, I guess that kind of leads us to to time a little bit. Um, lots of if, when you're locked up, there's a lot of moments taken away to make the you know make up the dull day. Um, what uh, what's that for you? In your obviously nothing. There's nowhere near close to like Gitmo for you. But if you got a dull day, how do you how do you take them away? You know what? I don't have dull days. <laughs> I, my my dance card is so 
full that the minute I sit down, I find something else is demanding that I get up and dance. And so I just, I do, I spend very little time uh, sitting at the side of the room. I, I have stuff to do all the time. I go, oh, shit, I've got to do that, I've got to do that, I've got to do that, I've got to do that. The demands that I make upon myself and also that I find made upon me because of the predicament of others are great. So I never have a dull moment. Awesome. Um, what do you think? Uh, you know, it's been a couple of decades since you wrote these legendary lyrics, but what do you think? Uh, are we all uh, still just bricks in the wall? <laughs> um, no, of course we're not. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all, we are all, um, you know, you're, you're trying to drag me kicking and screaming into metaphysical <laughs> conversations. <but> I'm trying, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, if we had, if we had, Two or three weeks, and we were sitting on a beach somewhere um, with a glass of Tipperow, and the sun was going down. I, um, you, you would find it hard to find a companion who was more ready to drift uh, into those arenas. But it may be that the format of this quick far, <laughs> um, you know, radio station question and answer thing is is not the right forum for that depth of conversation i love it i love it yeah no i mean but so many of your lyrics were metaphysical like that i mean i could see, i i go over and over to listen to you know even something like pigs on the wing and thinking about you know i guess the best way to guard against the pigs on the wing is to is to not be alone in the world but there's so many different ways to interpret things could you settle that one for me sure pigs on the wing um pigs on the wing is a very very simple song about how we, all of us, are subject to threat from the malign powers that hover above us. They're the powers that be, if you like, from Radio Chaos or from, you know, a lot of my other songs. But, the, but what the song is fundamentally, is the fundamental message is saying that we can't get through this alone. That's why there's lines in that song about, you know, um, is it every, every dog needs somewhere he can bury his bone. They're, they're all lines about how we need other human beings. Uh, human beings are social animals. We're all social animals. That is why politics is important. We need to band together to organize ourselves in order to defend ourselves against the attack of pigs that might shit on us from a great height. And yes, I'm talking about Dick Cheney or whoever you want. You know, Dick Cheney is a good example because he is so loathsome beyond anybody's contempt that we can use him as an example. Whoops, it's my phone. <laughs> I'm going to try and turn it. Uh, hang on, just one second. Yeah, yeah. All right. Can I call you back, brother? I'm going to call you right back. All right, bye. He's in demand. Um, what? <laughs> You're in demand. Well, no, that's just a friend of mine calling. <laughs> so uh, so I, li I like to answer the phone when my friends call. As you should. Yeah, you were just talking about the pigs on the wing. and. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, if, if you didn't care what happened to me and I didn't care, we would zigzag our way through the boredom and pain, occasionally glancing up through the rain, wondering which of the buggers to blame and watching for pigs on the wing. It's pretty basic, obvious stuff but it's but it's the strength 
of that little tiny song comes from if you didn't care and if I didn't care. Yeah, for each other, yeah. Exactly. If we don't care for each other, then we might just as well be dead. We're just and zigzagging so, through life. Exactly. No, it's, it's, I think it's, it's almost the, the key to so many of your songs right there, boiled down into the, such a simple idea right there. All, all, all of my songs are about the same thing. They always have been. They, they all stem from that couplet in Echoes, which was quite shortly. It's 1970, so it's very soon after Sid went crazy. We were cast into a sea of doubt because nobody wrote in the band. No, nobody. I mean, I'd written maybe one song or something, and maybe mm. Rick had vague pretensions to song that, but really nobody wrote. So we were either going to have to go back to getting a proper job or somebody was going to have to figure out how to write songs because pop groups can't survive, as Joe Walsh will have told you last week. You <laughs> can't survive without a songwriter. Totally. You have to have at least one. And... Um, so I, so in Echoes, there's that verse that goes, Two strangers passing in the street, by chance two passing glances me, and I am you, and what I see is me. So even in those very early days, that was 1970, I think, my brain, whatever the bit is in my brain that it cares about people or empathizes, understood intuitively that I'm, we, we are... Although we may be strangers, we, we are the same person, essentially. So there is no us and them. Um, and so, to put it very simply, the walls that appear to divide us are constructs, and they're constructed by others for nefarious means. And our job as human beings is to tear those walls down and, and to engage with one another in a loving and supportive and supportive and empathetic uh, way, and that's all I've written about ever since. I'm a bit of a one-trick pony. I admit it. Uh, no, man. Uh, hey, if that's your one trick, well, we're all eternally grateful. But it, no, it's it, you're you're absolutely right. All your songs kind of come down to that same essential idea. I mean, is that I guess is that why you 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 picked the the pig balloon as sort of the symbol there? And well, that's just that was just a theatrical device when we made animals. But because it resonates with people, I've sort of clung to it a bit, and it keeps <laughs> it recurs through shows. Well, I appreciate you taking all the time to join us. Um, before you go, could you settle one, one thing once and for all? Um, the This business about whether Dark Side of the Moon sinks with Oz? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of parts that match perfectly, my friend. Uh, uh, it, it certainly has nothing to do with any intention on anyone's part. It may be that that coincidence exists. I have no idea. I've never checked it out. I'm sort of not interested in it. The only bit of that story that I like is the story about the cop in Louisiana following the bus down some, you know, lonesome road and thinking it's rather erratic and stopping it. A motorcycle cop and opening the door and immediately becoming inebriated with the huge clouds of marijuana smoke that were coming out. <laughs> and the story is that he fought his way sort of to the back of the bus and there in a private room at the back 
of the bus was Willie Nelson sitting <laughs> listening to Dark Side of the Moon and playing The Wizard of Oz on a off a DVD or a you know or a, or a VHS. <laughs> it, it's almost certain that this story is completely apocryphal. Right. But I love it nevertheless. Like it took on a legend Willie over the years. <laughs> yeah, Willie Nelson's a bit of a hero, so you know of mine. So I, lo- I love the idea that that might have happened. <laughs> well, if it's good enough for Willie, while he's out on the road again, I, th- I guess then I guess, I guess it's uh, apocryphal or not, we'll take it. He's always out on the road. He will, as he will always be. That is, that is who he is, which is great. Absolutely. Well, um, we we'll let you go. We know you've been here. For, we, you've you've been more than generous with your time. So thank you so much. Uh, again, it's called Music Heals. Uh, the benefit at DAR Constitution Hall on Friday, October sixteenth to benefit Music or Band, which is it just sounds like it's such a great idea and such a great concept. So and you know if anyone deserves it, it's definitely the vets. Well, so if, thanks so if much. anyone wants to know more about it, Jason, they could go to RogerWaters dot com and check it out because there's a link there to find out what it is, who the people are, and there's also a few videos on on that website of me working with the guys at Walter Reed and you know and us talking about it and so on and so forth so anybody's interested go there these guys need our support awesome and I assume tickets are still available right I, I honestly don't know okay. luckily that's not my job <laughs> you focus on the music we'll figure that one out exactly all right well thanks so much uh, mr. Waters we really appreciate it all right, Jason, thank you. All right, everybody, that's Roger Waters of Pink Floyd on WTOP. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.